Praise the name of the Lord. I mean, seriously, is there anything like the presence of the Lord? Nothing. There's nothing, nothing like the presence of the Lord. Amen? It's beautiful, beautiful. If you would open your Bibles with me to the book of James, chapter 13. I mean, chapter 5. There's not 13 chapters in James. <laughs> chapter 5, verse 13. It was a test. It was a test. You're going to be searching like, wait a second, James stopped at 5, Bishop. What are you doing? James chapter 5 and verse 13. Amen. When you got it, say so. so. And it says, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone sick? Among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses. Fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elijah was a man with a nature like for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heavens for your presence. We thank you for your word. We thank you. you responded to us. By your grace, you sat upon it this morning. And so, Lord, my prayer is that we would, we would hear what you are saying and that we would respond to you in this. In Jesus' good name, and everyone said, amen. amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. One, um, you can hold it up there. If you need a pen, you can let the ushers know as well. There's also space for you to take notes. I think taking notes is important. Um, why, what do you feel like the Lord spoke to you today? And then what are you going to do? How are you going to the word of God? And so very important for us to do that. And then also, as always, my challenge is that, and we share that by making disciples. And so we are able to help other people grow in their faith. And so when you're able, you want to help grow in their faith and just simply talk to them about what you are learning on Sunday mornings and of what you were learning and also calls you to accountability. Hello, somebody. To apply money in your marriage. Hello. Don't look right, does it? So we want to make sure that we are doing that. It's day 204 in the Bible reading challenge, and we are actually finishing up the book of Psalms chapters a day for the rest of the year until we finish the entire Bible. So that's where we are. So we're in the end of the book of James. We have two weeks left. That's this Sunday and next Sunday. We've been dealing with this. All of the different things that are proofs of our faith. We've seen the different testify of our faith. And so this morning, we're going to talk about the ministry test and the ministry to love one another. This is the proof that we are his disciples. Them. He says, listen, he said, a new command I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you. So love is not something that is uh, um, something that we can think about doing. It is we are testifying that we are disciples of Jesus. And in your outline there, you'll see one of the ways we demonstrate our by serving one another is what we'll talk about here in a moment. The New Testament, second paragraph there the new test serve one another and that's what ministry is right ministry is serving one another when you're in ministry in your paragraph there it's important that we keep in mind that biblical ministry is not something that just you can do on your own strength and your own ability tangible needs right there are tangible things that we can do for someone like if someone is hungry needs clothing then we can go ahead and go in our closets and most of us you know I mean I know me if I were to and you know if someone needs shelter you know we can bring them into our homes and things of 
of that nature. And so tangible, which is what James is primarily focusing on in this particular portion for those who are sick. And so we want to make sure that we understand that biblical ministry is board must be saturated in prayer, empowered by the Holy Spirit. And it says here, and he prayed again, and look at this, and he said, and the heaven gave rain, and prayer of Elijah was there was fruitfulness. The earth was able to do something. There was something is that if we are going to be those who are ministering and who are serving the way that we we can't do it on our own in our own wisdom, but we have to be difficult. Last time that I preached and I talked about us, um, you know, some people may be praying about that I, I didn't say is what about if God wants you to lead a Connect Life group? How about what about if the Lord doesn't just want you to come and sit in on a Connect going to lead? But can I tell you something? Don't just do that because, you know, you felt all excited for that is empowered by the Spirit of God. I was, I was having a conversation, I had a conversation with someone a few years in ministry and doing things and they were really excited and they were like man when we first started doing ministry started serving it was so much fun like yeah that's right that's great and he said and now it feels like I'm like what I'm like what 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 school of thought did you come from I mean when did when, when did once ministry feels like work, it's time for me to sit down. Listen, everything that we do from, and you know, what I, what I know is this, is that there is always opposition that somebody, it doesn't always feel great, right? There are moments that it's difficult, and that doesn't, we need to be filled with the Spirit of God. We need to be saturated in prayer. We need to make sure of our church is rooted in, in, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, but without, he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, right? And so without faith, it's a single desire inside of me and that is to please God with everything that's within me. I mean you know I can't think about how to please everyone there's one that is above every to please God the people who want to honor God guess what they're going to be pleased they're going to be excited about that we're talking about ministering to people and so here's the big idea that I have for you this morning our willingness capable it doesn't mean that we're always going to be perfect in it it just means this that there needs to say we must be willing, must be willing. to minister in the different state among you, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Life is not always roses. Hello. He reminds us of somebody. I don't know how many of y'all do that, but anyway. Even on a good day. But here's the deal. We are going to suffer, and that season may be longer than others. But here's the thing. If you're suffering, you should be praying. Cheerful, Bishop. Um, I'm going to talk to Eric so that way we can go ahead and get up here. No, no, no. That is not what he's talking about, okay? If there's anyone who is sick, let him call for the elders. That's another time, another season of life. I mean, how we're supposed to react and how we are supposed to respond in these different seasons of our life should be in communion and communication with God. Are you here? You see, what has to happen is going to be a spiritual support to some people in different seasons of their lives. And so here's what I want you through hardship or difficulty. There's no ministry in me. Can I tell you something? Let me ask you this question. To the one who can comfort them in the midst of their suffering. That's what's supposed to happen. We're some, sometimes we just want people just to sing through everything. Can I tell you something? That's not always going to happen. Time. Some of y'all took y'all way back in the days. Um, you know, others of you, like, what songs were those? But here's the thing, just overflowing. Can I tell you why? Because you may be sitting next to someone who overflow of the Spirit of God, and that's what needs to happen to us, that we can minister shoulder and just began to sing and worship. And all of a sudden, this person begins to break down. Cry. The second thing I'll ask you to repeat after me is this. Say, we must look to the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer and the Lord will raise him up. Say that with me. And the Lord, Lord. will raise him up. 
it is no one else. It is God who does what he wills to do in these situations. We need to get that in our hearts. We're supposed to do what? When we are sick, and this word sick is not like, you know, you woke up coughing and now you got to call on the elders for a prayer meeting in your house. Are you here? That's not, that, that's not what he's talking about. He, he's talking about someone who is physically exhausted, someone who is incapable physically of, like, getting up out of the bed. Like, that is the person he's talking about, someone who is incapable of moving on their own. Like, that is the type of sickness that he's dealing with here. He's talking about someone that's going through that kind of sickness, that that is the person that is supposed to call upon the elders to pray for them, to call upon them, to come and minister. And so what is it? What, what do we realize here? What we realize is that as, as elders of the church, we have been given a responsibility to lead. Hear what I'm saying? The ministering to others. Did you hear me? I said we're supposed to look to our teachers as what? That God has given some apostles, some prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. But is that it? No, no, no. It is for what? It is for the, it is for the equipping of the... So it's not just, hey, pastor, can you pray for this person? Hold on a second. We're going to look at this in this last ministering unto others. That is what James is calling us to do here. But he calls them as what? He says for them to pray over them, and the second one is to anoint them, right? Those are the two things. And, or the easy part of that equation is the praying part. Y'all know what praying is, right? Praying is easy. And so that part is the easy part. So they're supposed to pray, lay hands on that person. But then the second start of the book of James about this portion, they asked me about it, you know, what does this mean exactly? And I was like, well, this message, I did a little bit more research. And can I tell you something? No one is 100% certain exactly what There's two words that are utilized in the Greek when it talks about the anointing someone. One of them is a word or position. You see this in the Old Testament. When you look at kings, you look at prophets, you look at different. Um, realize something in the New Testament, what happens to us? We receive the Holy Spirit upon of us are anointed from within the moment we come to Christ. We are separated and God gives us gifts and then we do that or whatever but there's nothing wrong with that. The point is that that's not what he's talking about. The word that's actually and so when you look at Jesus in the, in, in the Gospels, it says that he went around casting out demons. Matthew chapter 5, when he's talking about fasting, and he says something. He says, when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites. He think, you know, it's really rubbing. And so I, I thought about it. I'm like, man, so does that mean that elders are supposed to go and they're supposed to be either, right? It's simply pointing out that there's some comfort that's supposed to take place. Elders, now hear me, that is supposed to bring comfort, supposed to bring encouragement, supposed and their presence there just lifted you up. Has that ever happened to you? Where, where you felt, they prayed that James is trying to make here, that they're supposed to be present to contact and come in contact. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord. And I already pointed this out. And the Lord was this. And I, and, and I want you to get this. If you're taking notes, I encourage you to write this down. We can, only pray, we can only pray in faith to the degree of faith that we have been granted. Think about that for a moment. Because when he talks about this prayer of faith, what is he saying? Is he saying he's going to be healed? Is that what this is saying? That's not what he's saying. He can't be saying that because, because when we're talking about healing, God's will in the place of healing is something healed. I've seen, you know, I've seen some people be healed through a process. And then there are other people that I've seen that, they've, that I knew that I knew. And I wasn't even in the same room with one of them. And the other one was in another state. Something in my prayer took on a different dimension of faith. And so my point is this, is when I say on their deathbed, they died a couple of days later. And I remember going into that hospital room. Why do I say all of this? Because what I want you to understand is that, look, I firmly believe that the Bible teaches us that that is above every name. That is a truth. That is a reality. So Jehovah Rapha is a believer. What are we supposed to do? We are supposed to pray in full faith. We are supposed to pray believing that God in us to minister to those in need. 
We must that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of the righteous man avails much. And so in one, in one version of the Bible, it says in verse 16, it says, therefore. And what he's doing is he is connecting the potential. Say potential. The potential scenarios. In some scenarios, people are sick because they are. You got sick because you were in sin. That is not true. That is not. Most of the time, that's not the situation. Are you here? Are we? Anyway. But here's the thing. James misinterpretation of the scriptures. So listen, for anybody who has Catholic friends, you may be, you know, having a person. So how do we do this? I want you to realize something. Sin always, say always. You are also hurting someone else, whether they are knowing or not. And so here's how we, what we forgive us. But the second thing we must do is we must also confess sin to those. And so when your sin affects a group of people, see, if I do something that us, right, if, if it's that kind of sin, and so if it's that way, then I need to go into the, for, you know, having a, you know, we're going to have a big, you know, kumbaya circle, and we're just going to all confess our sin to everybody. Are you crazy? Pray for you. Are you here? That's that, that's that sign of that forgiveness that should be occurring to come to you. If my sin, uh, if my sin hurts you, then I need to make sure that I come. In closing this point, what I want you to realize is this, is he says this in verse 17, and this is why it's so amazing, powerful. God used him greatly. But you know what the Bible says? The Bible brings fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, right? That's what he's ministering to others. And so what does that mean that we need to do? We need to grow in our righteousness because describing one word in the Greek, and that word in the Greek is talking about the energized prayer. If you are not singing psalms unto him, if you are not being saturated in his presence, and guess what? So clear as far as talking about the confession between one another is and, 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 and what places power in all of us, and he wants to use us greatly to minister to one another. Growing in righteousness. Are you a person who is growing in fervency in prayer? Listen, I'm going to tell you. But he was saying, you know, how we were messed up. Remember he was giving the exhortation earlier, and he was talking about the power God wants to work in and through our lives. And the reason why we will bring me back to the loving God that, you know what, no matter what I'm suffering, he still loves me. No matter what I'm going through, he to Jesus, and I want to give him glory because he is good, he is merciful, and he is kind. And when I'm seeing some, I can pray for them and, and ask God to bring healing to their lives. And I believe that God is going to. And so the question is, how is your ministry towards others? Are you willing? Are you available? So I'll stand on feet. Let's pray together. So I want to ask you to bow your heads right there, and we'll pray. Father God, we come to you, Lord, and we humble ourselves. Thank you because you really are merciful. You really are kind. You really are a Help us to be ministers of this great gospel, Lord God. Help us to be those gospel, Lord God. May your name be glorified in and through our lives. May your will glory, God. Father, let us be those who know your power, Lord God, who walk and petition you to believe you, to seek you for your wisdom, Lord God. For those who are cheerful, let's sick. Lord, we pray for your healing power to be upon them right now. God, bring forgiveness, bring repentance. And Lord, may your name be glorified. Amen. Amen. Come on, give God a hand of praise. He's worthy. Good afternoon, church.